0: Welcome, Michael and Kate, the uh, dynamic duo. Is that what we're going to go for this?
1: The RT duo.
0: Oh. I don't know. Dynamic duo has got a bit of <laughs> ring to it than arty duo.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm so arty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, people that don't know, Michael's my brother. And who are you? Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stranger off the street. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Kate's no, I'm m- married to Michael. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. So we thought we'd have a full-on family affair today. We did. So... Mm. To continue this series about discovering our unique gifts and strengths weaknesses abilities all of the above yeah yeah so uh, i might just read out our um verse that sort of inspired this series and inspired this discussion it's from first corinthians 12. it says this it says there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit distributes them there are different kinds of service but the same lord there are different kinds of working but in all of them and in everyone is the same god at work Now, to each one, the manifestation of their spirit is given for the common good. Shaz, do you have anything that you want to jump off on there?
1: I guess it's just that we're coming up to 2021. Mm -hmm. And um, people make plans around events and things like that. Um, You know, New Year. Uh, So I guess as a couple in the art world, because you are in the art world, uh, Mm. what do you see in 2021? For you guys,
3: what do we see in two thousand twenty-one?
2: I don't even know if we've had this discussion yet.
3: No, not really. We've had little, <laughs> little conversations. I mean, a part of ours has even been more: what do we see after COVID's no longer as constricting, as opposed to just the kind of calendar year difference. But mm. I think every year we try and definitely, like, I know, I know for me, I always like at the end of the year, I always do get a little bit reflective and think about like, what have I created this year. And then what have I got in place to create next year? Or how can I, like, what is, what is the next thing that I want to do next year? And how can I kind of make that a reality? Like that's something that's always pressing on my mind and the closer I get to the end of the year, the more and more the following year starts to weigh on me, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, what about you, Kate?
2: Um, I'm really not very good at setting goals. So <laughs> I kind of hate the whole... You new, go with the flow. I go with the flow. So I, yeah, I kind of hate the whole New Year's resolution kind of thing. Um, I think, I don't know, I just never feel like I tick anything off so then it feels (laughs) disappointing. Um, But where do I see us? Um, I don't know, we're just, I think, probably in a space really keen to explore and to... um I don't know, see what else is out there maybe.
0: Why are you guys so passionate about creating though? Like for me, I'm not creative, so I just think, I oh, what a waste of time. Deep the arts. That's an exaggeration. But like I know you guys are passionate about it and mm. like you guys see that God's wired you or you've got mm. something inside of you for a specific reason. Like why do you feel burdened to create or excited to create?
3: I think it's, uh, it's a bit of a cliche, but like you don't really need the arts to live right. But there's sure. that cliche that the arts make life worth living. Okay. And so I think for me anyway, like the, the most joy I get out of life, really, really, like it sounds terrible, but it is generally when I have created something and I get to share that with other people and people respond positively to it. Mm-hmm. And what's even better is when I've created something and people don't know that I've created it and they, you, know, you see someone loving it anyway. I think the, the rush that you get from um, pulling something off or that sort of thing Hmm. that all sounds very self-indulgent that's all about that's all about how does Uh, it affect yeah absolutely exposed whereas for me
2: it's probably I really enjoy making the world beautiful and I love those moments (laughs) (laughs) like there's moments where like even in church yesterday where we sung and the three like the voices all together just made this beautiful sound and for me that's like that kind of pulls at your heart and your soul. And I think that connection is what drives me more than anything. And when someone looks at a painting or they look at nature and they see, see God in that, that's kind of where I come alive more than the goals and the, what do we achieve? Yeah, achieving? I
3: mean, she likes to see God <laughs> represented in her creativity. I like to see myself. <laughs> it's, you're, you're stitching me up here so bad. Like, this is terrible. Jeez. Um, <laughs> what a guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: what were some of the struggles this year with COVID being creative? Um,
3: well... I I run a creative business and then not only that had other creative projects that based on the success of previous ones had lined up to go and they were like um again that whole kind of like trying to step up each year do something better 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 build and build and build and then when COVID hit like I mean I had probably about six months worth of work with my creative business get kind of tossed aside and then the, the main project this year that I was building on, which was um, like a original project that then fell apart because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think it will still happen. It'll just happen at a later date. But that was that was really rubbish. Mm-hmm. And obviously other great opportunities come along and you develop other projects and, and there's other blessings. But that was really I think, was, I that think was it really did tough.
2: force us to be more creative though.
3: Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs>
2: Well, there were, there were gaps that had to be filled. Um, so I think there were times where you kind of, it wasn't like normal. It wasn't like we used to do things. So we had to kind of get a bit creative in what we
1: did. You empowered
2: a lot of more people, yeah. This and year. we did. We definitely did. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, things had to look different, they couldn't look the same way. And so in that, in that space, and I always think that when there is actually lack, you have to become creative with it. Mm-hmm. So I get a bit frustrated when people are like, throw a lot of money at it, that'll make you more creative. Whereas I think that actual space of lack and the space no, where you true. have to that's wrestle true. with well I don't have enough to do what a big budget would allow me but or or, you know, a lot of time or a lot of resource would allow me. Instead I have to be creative with the little that I have and make that into something beautiful and into something bigger.
3: Yeah, you look I mean you look at any like film that's had like an unlimited budget in like it never, it never works out. You know, like you look at, you What's look at the like,
0: Avengers or,
3: Oh, I, I don't even think that you look at like, you look at like, <laughs> <laughs> you look at like a Peter Jackson who made like Lord of the Rings, obviously mm-hmm. when they made that, they made all three films at once and they made it with the budget now that wouldn't even fund a James Bond film. Mm-hmm. And you look at what they achieved with that. It's like a masterpiece of cinema. And it's going to go down as like the greatest um, trilogy story of all time. And then you see like 10 years after that they come back and they make the hobbit and based on what they achieved with that first one they've then got basically essentially unlimited resource mm. and it's <laughs> it's a trash can isn't it <laughs> it's not very good and so i i totally think that i totally think that um yeah restriction it's a really good point kate restrictions really do bring about creativity mm. i mean if you think about like even like you look at street racer which is obviously the comedy project dylan and i did the whole premise of that character is that he is too, he's, he's a loner, he's, he's by himself, but all he wants is to fit in and to make some friends. But he's the guy who will pull up on this side of the road and try and do a doughy or something to impress the lads on this side of the road. But how did that start? Because when Dylan and I first made the first um, sketch, we didn't have anyone else filming with us. Mm. And we were too scared to go over to the real street races and kind of just film it for real. And so that's how that character's kind of um, ethos came about was that, you know, he's actually just too scared to go and try fit in. Mm.
0: Mm.
3: There you go.
0: So how
1: do you overcome setbacks? Because, I mean, you would have been going, okay, we're going to film this thing for this year um and building on the momentum Mm. that you created last year um next year is probably a little bit uncertain even again whether you can film again because some of the film requires you know either interstate or overseas international travel yeah yeah. yeah. so how do you cope emotionally with those setbacks
3: um complain a lot to kate (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't know i mean i i think mostly I think I'm a pretty positive person I try and be positive even if I'm not feeling positive inside and so I think that this year when COVID kind of ruined all the plans that we had um, I mean in terms of those sorts of projects Dylan and I just took it as an opportunity to try and just write a lot more Mm -hmm. so this year we wrote out treatments for two feature films as well as a whole bunch of other different comedy projects and so that's been, I mean, that's been really, really. I, I would never have written as much as I have this year, or have planned for future projects, and even the project that we were meant to be shooting this year is in a much better shape because of the amount of extra time we have spent on the, you know, pre-production writing phase of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, I don't know, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, that's in, in in terms of those projects, that's how we were creative. In terms of church, um, you know, once you have the restrictions of COVID and all that coming, I mean, like every other church or organisation. You you find ways to to innovate with technology, how different people are kind of, you know, viewing and consuming the content. And, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Kate?
2: I'm probably not as good at dealing with disappointment as you are. I
3: probably (laughs) like to wallow in it a little bit. She deals with me, though. (laughs) Am I right, Um, fellas? Um.
2: Not wallow in it, but I think it's okay to be disappointed. And I think it's okay that this... (laughs) I think it's okay that this season has been disappointing in some ways. And if Mm. we don't deal with that, then... Like, you have to deal with it at some point, don't you? Um, But, I don't know, at some point you've just got to get on and start doing something again.
1: Mm. Mm. So you choose to um, get back up and just start to create in whatever... In whatever way it is, whatever whatever it looks like. You can. Yeah, that's it.
2: And maybe it looks different than before. Mm
1: -hmm so reflective quiet space does that help you bounce back
2: yeah i think so i think that helps me i think just immersing yourself in other things whether it's you know great movies or books or tv or you know even just looking on pinterest i think just those little things those things have kind of helped me come alive again um yeah Hmm. yeah i don't know (laughs)
1: I think bouncing back is really important because I think hmm. every dream, no matter um, how beautiful it is, always has setbacks. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Whether it be COVID or whether it be, you know, The Hobbit that just flopped. Oh, it didn't flop. <laughs> it made money. It just looked very good. Just Michael doesn't rate it.
3: was <laughs> a great book. It's an amazing book.
1: Oh, dear. So um, having um, some things that you can pull out of the bag to help you. Keep dreaming, I think, mm. is really important. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm. I think that's what happened with you guys, just that writing space was something you were never going to actually get if you just kept moving.
3: No, no. I mean, even, even just like that, that other project aside, even just um, with me always taking on more and more shoots for work because I love it, I, write, writing is always something that I kind of have at the end of the list of things to do. Mm-hmm. There's, al- <laughs> there's always a shinier object. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but, but it's funny though, because I think that in terms of creativity, I think that the writing process is the most creative part mm-hmm. of the creation process of what I do. Mm. I think that's easily the most creative and it's probably honestly the bit, I mean, I probably have the, my mood probably swings the most during the writing. Like I'm either really, really happy cause it's going fantastic or I'm really, really like lost and, you know, you get depressed or whatever. Um, but the rushes that you get from that writing process, I think, is bigger than any other mm. phase of it. Mm.
1: That was a good word, lost, um, mm. as opposed to depressed, because um, I think sometimes depressed is a word that gets banned. Oh, I shouldn't
3: have used that word. Bit overused, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I like the word lost because mm. sometimes when we're trying to put our dreams on the ground, we hit those moments where we're really not sure where we are or mm. where we're going yep. or what on earth's happening here. Yeah, um, and I think that that's a reality.
3: Um, if I, it, I feel like that word "lost" almost encapsulates my whole experience of trying to break into the mm. film TV space. Okay.
1: You like I've f- packed that.
3: Oh no, I just feel like I, I feel like like it's it's one of those things that like. Although last year I had the amazing opportunity to you know I worked on. Not only did we produce you know Street Racer, which got millions of views online, we won some awards for. I got to also then work on like um, the gloaming, which is a stand TV show. Got to work on Rosehaven, um, an amazing ABC comedy TV show. So although like once I, if you put achievements or things that you do down on paper, I feel like I've definitely made progress. But my otherwise, I feel like my overall like emotional sense is still one of being lost in the. How do you actually make it in the industry? Mm -hmm. or how do you actually and by make it in the industry i mean how lost in terms of achieving those goals or dreams that that i've had you know since being the
1: freedom you're still looking for the freedom in the art world to create Mm -hmm. what you want
3: yeah i suppose so i suppose so but also
2: and there's no roadmap, is there
3: no, like no, there's, it's not a, there's like, no road I don't know,
2: becoming an accountant. You go to uni, you do the steps and you become an accountant. No, exactly. But like it's... the filmmaking and the arts world, I feel like there's a million different paths that could lead to...
1: And there's a lot of chance in there. Yeah, there is. Totally. Really. Time and chance. Yeah. Right and, it, right and it relies... Right partnerships. right yeah.
2: And it really relies on your talent too and your abilities and your giftings. Mm. Whereas maybe a lot of other jobs don't. I mean, I know they do, but... Mm. Um, yeah those gifts have to be picked up and have Mm. to be recognized
3: the the only thing I know with it all and I think this is true for other things in life even if you're not creative which is although like I feel like I've felt lost for 10 years trying to like try and achieve those dreams the only thing I know is is that when you do create when you actually do action when you take those small steps that's the only thing that i feel brings like the more you think about it Mm. i feel like you can overthink this Mm. whereas sometimes i think you just got to do it Mm. and every time i do it every time i create every time i do something even if i am not happy with it and i put it out there i always feel like that's a step closer
1: Mm. well that's the only thing you have control over
3: it is yeah 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 Yeah. and it's
1: it's the same no matter what your gifting is You know, that's the only thing you have, control, is what you bring, Mm. Mm. what you can set in motion. And sometimes I think it's not so much... um, I know Philip Mutzelberg shared this with us many years ago uh, in terms of leadership. It's not what you achieve that is your success. It's all the things you set in motion. Mm. Okay. Because there's so many things as a leader, you can't actually control the outcome or you don't know how it's going to spread or... um, what's going to happen but it's what you actually set in motion and often that can go on for decades in terms of mm. what you set in motion
3: mm. it's interesting yeah
0: so both of you when I th- generally think of people that are creative and that want to tell stories or that want to create something beautiful often I think of people that do so in isolation I don't know if that's fair or true or not but when I look at you two both of you tend to create as part of teams like mm. Michael you do a lot of work mm-hmm. with Dylan you both create together and Kate you've got teams around you for a lot of your creative outlets not all of them obviously you love to paint and play music too but do you find that there are dynamics that keep resurfacing that either enable you to create well or that make it really hard to create that you'd like to talk about do you know what
3: I mean it's a really good observation firstly that we both create in teams there Um, you go sharp guy over here
2: (laughs) I think for me I like creating in teams because it keeps me motivated so like On the Enneagram, I'm a nine. Mm -hmm. And my biggest thing or biggest failure is the slothfulness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I get very lazy and I can just, you know, I don't want to do anything. I'm very happy just to sit and do nothing. And so I find that often happens in that creative space where where you can choose just not to create because it's easy to just Mm. zone out. So I actually find that accountability and that teamwork will enable me to create better Mm. Um, because I don't also have a fear of letting people down. (laughs) Yeah. So they kind of work together. Um, And I just, I really enjoy that team dynamic. I think bouncing ideas off people, people have thoughts you would never even think about. Mm. Um, And so I really enjoy that space. And I know like we really enjoy creating together Mm. and really enjoy that um, space of, just coming up with ideas, even um, it may not actually lead to an end product, but that kind yeah, of totally. initial space.
3: Mm. I wonder how. I mean, so so like I think like filmmaking is a team sport. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just can't do it by yourself, and so it is a it is a creative collaboration. It's not like you could... I mean, you know, if you're a writer or you're a painter or even like some musicians, you can shut yourself off in a cabin in the woods and create on your own and mm. you can live that solo creative life. But I think so much of creativity is around who you surround yourself with mm. and what you as a team set out to kind of create. And obviously, like within a team, you can't have everyone having an equal opinion because, you know, what's the saying Ricky, Ricky Gervais says? He's like... Um, a camel is a horse designed by a committee (laughs) it's like so you got this horse it's a beautiful design and then all of a sudden it's got two humps and its legs are too long and it's got a big neck it's like what's going on there (laughs) who who decided on this but i do think that like creative collaboration is really important and so like the reason one of the reasons i love writing and directing with deal um is not just because we've been doing it together for so long but again there is that phrase that iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. I don't actually know if iron does sharpen iron I mean it probably does it, <laughs> <but> <laughs> let's assume it does it let's assume it does but I, I think that you know it's like it, as long as if you're going into a creative collaboration and the only the only rule is that best idea wins mm if you've got two, you're going you're gonna to push each other, you're going to elevate each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like two athletes or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's like the Ronaldo Messi thing, which I'd be Ronaldo in. <laughs> no. um, do you know what I mean? And so I think that that's one of the great things about creative collaboration is, is that where I have weak spots um, and where I have strengths, it, when you're working with other people, they can fill those gaps and they can push your strengths to become even stronger.
0: Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. We see that a little bit with what you shared, Kate, about how the team pulls out that creativity in you because it spurs you to action as opposed to just melancholy, I suppose. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I
1: also think it's the face of Jesus. Mm. Because everything Jesus Jesus did was to bring people into community. Mm. So um, he he didn't... his his kind of world isn't an isolated, individualistic world. So, so, at all. so what you're
3: saying is solo artists are from the devil. <laughs> <Confirmed>. <laughs> not you saying, heard it here first. Not
1: saying that at all. I'm just saying that um, you know Jesus invites us yeah. into this space of community. Mm. Um, yeah, and an we like we see it
2: in that that verse, don't you? Yeah. Like all things working together, and they're yeah. all from God, but they're all different, and that yeah. hot, that I that Um, vision of the the body of Christ, yeah. Yeah.
1: And often um, on that one, you do see some people who have very individualistic creativity. They create some pretty dark pieces. Mm. Yeah. They go into some dark spaces Mm. emotionally and... Mm.
2: um, Well, I think you can go one or two ways when you create. You can go down that real isolated melancholy path and if your thought life and what's going on in your heart and your brain isn't healthy then that's what's going to come out in that because it's mm. an expression of that. But I think when you do it with team, it's almost that process mm. that you get to do um, can be healthier because mm. it's a reflection not only of mm. you but of other people too.
3: There's also something as well with creativity in the team. It's like not just the, um, like the below the surface things, like the collaboration, all those sorts of things, but even just like the impact that you can have when it's a team like you think about you think about like what a solo musician can do like a Mm. you know like a beautiful acoustic guitar or 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 something like that and then you go and you you listen to like an orchestra live do you know Mm. what i mean you just get that that Mm. wave of whatever it is just hits you and your hair stands up on your arm and and all that sort of thing and so i just think that even just the scale of what you can achieve creatively Mm. when working with team and the impact that can have Mm. through the arts is just incredible Mm. It's a great picture, that one.
1: Mm. I love watching the common good that comes out of the arts. So, Mm. you know, like a church on a Sunday, the worship singing, and you see people uh, find courage Mm. um, and find relief, find comfort, find ways of expressing what they're feeling um, in, in music. Um, I I find it really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really, really powerful. Mm. Mm. And then you said the same with music, um, music movies, you know, um, often, I mean, you guys have just done the alpha Mm. and the way in which they've put that creative Mm. piece together, that alpha course, you know, it's just stunning. Mm, The combination between story and fact and narrative and scenery and you know the creativity that went into that was just beautiful Mm. and it just impacts you
0: good creativity draws you in yeah doesn't it yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah, it unleashes stuff yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's very cool so
1: i guess in 2021 we just encourage you to just keep uh creating Mm. um who knows what it's going to look like you may have to think outside the box and this year was just a practice run for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thinking outside the box for Could 2021.
2: That's it. That's it. It's um, all an adventure, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: It's yeah, exciting. It's Did you want to leave it there? Yeah. You want to pray? Sure. Uh, God, I just want to thank you for these two. And I thank you for all the other wonderful creatives um, in our wider community. And I just pray that um, as they step towards 2021, that they may discover more of who they are through coming to know you, that they may discover more of their strengths and more of... Um, how to overcome those weaknesses. And I just pray that they all might find their home in communities so they can create in teams and just contribute to that greater good. In Jesus' name,
2: amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen.